Welcome to my podcast, Wellness Business. I'm your host, Libby Rothschild, registered dietitian, nutritionist, certified personal trainer, and your online wellness business coach. I help wellness influencers grow their social media following by creating community, creating online income and impact. Join me as I interview guests and have casual conversations with you answering your pressing questions. Follow me on Instagram at wellness.bizcoach. Hello and welcome. I'm so excited to be here today with Rachel Goodman. She's a registered dietitian nutritionist with an intuitive eating and healthy at every size approach. She helps moms create a healthy relationship with food so they can live a happy, healthy life and eat in a way that best serves them without stress or guilt. Rachel specializes in Jewish moms who keep kosher. Rachel is a mom of two herself and she keeps kosher. So she understands the struggles that her clients may face and how to bring back the joy into their lives for their specific lifestyle. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Hey, Libby. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm so excited. I love your podcast. You know, I listen to it all the time. So this is awesome. Thanks for having me. I'm, so- I, I'm, I'm excited as well. Thank you for your time. I'm really looking forward to our conversation today because we're going to be talking about visualization, which is such an important topic that Rachel has mastered. So can you explain what is visualization? Okay, so the simple definition of visualization is forming a mental image of something in your mind. So we kind of do that all the time in our life, you know, when we're thinking about something and we're forming an image of, you know, if you're planning a wedding or any, any kind of planning typically has visualization in it. What's um, specific for like business visualization is, or you know, before we get into that, what visualization does in your mind when you create this image and it's like vivid and it evokes emotions and all of those things. It's sent, you have something in your mind called the reticular activating system. And it's a filter. It's, it acts like the filter of your mind because our brains have so much information happening that we would be like overstimulated if we, if we would just be like noticing everything at all times. That's the, the input that's being put into our, our brains, right? And so what this reticular activation system is filters out only the things that you have told it is important, right? So for example, right now I'm having a conversation with you, I'm focused on that. I'm likely not gonna notice notice like um, sounds around me that are probably there, right? Or like when you're in a coffee shop and you're super focused on your like assignment, there's tons of noise around, but most likely it's not gonna bother you unless you're tapping into that noise and then it's gonna bother you because you're telling your brain it's important. So when you have visualization, and you're specifically focusing on that image, you're telling your brain that this is important and it focuses on that. So when you visualize, let's say specifically for business, right? When you're able to, and and I'll talk about like how and all of that, but when you're specifically creating this vivid mental image of a goal you wanna achieve in your business, and you're not only envisioning of how it's gonna look like, but how it's gonna feel, and you know, what, what um, and why you wanna do it, right? And um, just creating that clear image, you then create this like focus in your brain that you're gonna no- start to notice the things that are gonna help you move forward. Meaning, for example, um, I had this vision where I really wanted to do food, food videos, but like with a production team, right? I mean, I did my own food videos, um, one or two of them, but I really wanted to work with the production team and like really make it professional. Um, and so 
because I had this like vivid image of what it's going to look like, what I want to do, my reticular activation system started to, it is going to notice more opportunities, right? So for example, when I saw on social media, um, this, this um, company in my hometown that was starting to do videos and they weren't looking for people to work with, but I saw they're doing videos automatically. I'm like, where are they located? Oh, they're located near me. Okay. I'm going to pitch myself because I'm focused on my vision of I wanting it to happen. So I noticed them, right? I noticed they're even around. I went to look where they're located, right? And then um, I pitched myself actually twice until we actually ended up working together and made that happen. But I might have missed that opportunity if I wasn't focused on that as a vision for myself um, because maybe I would have like missed, you know, even their video or like noticing where they're located and connecting the dots. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And it's a very powerful tool and a great example. I think that is a really, really incredible. I can say that I need to visualize more. So your examples are inspiring me to think more about the science and the art of really using visualization with your practice and in business. Uh, yeah. Just like you said, do you have any tips for those like maybe me <laughs> who, who who don't practice it as as consciously and want to incorporate visualization more into their their business? Yeah, for sure. So first of all, you could think of visualization as part of your goal setting. Now, you in order for you to get anywhere in life, whether it's business or, or life, you need to know where you're going, right? And Goal setting is almost kind of like visualization where it's like, I want to get to X place. But when you do visualization and you're, you're creating the image of what it's going to look like, right? Like, for example, you want to create a membership. And so it's not just, I want to create a membership. It's, what's it going to feel like? You know, what can I envision myself talking to my group once a month? What value do I want to bring? What emotions do I want it to evoke? What is my why? Because that's going to help you realize why you want to do it. Because if you're having a vision and it's not bringing up like positive emotions or gets you excited, then you know you're not going to have a strong why, right? The things we do at the end of the day is to align with our values and to make us feel a certain emotion um, and to live life fully, right? A meaningful life, and that's going to mean something different for everybody in your business. Right, like your business goals are not necessarily going to be my business goals because we don't maybe share the same value on that or the same passion on that. And so, when you're able to have a goal, right? If you have a goal right now, you're like, okay, I, I want to um, build a program or whatever it is. Vision that in your mind. What would that look like? What would that feel like? Recording the episodes, launching the program, having people give you feedback, um, and if it's bringing this excitement in your life, you're like, first of all, okay, I have my why. Because if you don't have your why, then you're not going to hold strongly to that goal. So it really helps like solidify your goal setting. It's like, okay, I really, this is my vision. Now, once you have your vision, which is really like your dream, like this is my dream and my passion and excitement, you need to start taking advantage of that reticular activation system right in your brain that's going to make you start noticing things more and then actually take action because if you're not taking action towards that vision then you're really just daydreaming you're not it's not meaning you're envisioning it but you're, it's not going to come to actuality 
because you're not taking steps towards it. The point of the vision is to help you get super focused on what actions you need to take to get to that vision. Um, and the thing is, like, um, I shared this podcast with you, Libby, but John Maxwell, I just heard him say, he said, the dream is free, the journey will cost you. You know, it doesn't, like, everybody could just dream something that they want. And what keeps us sometimes in our business from taking action towards our vision is it comes with a price, sure. right? Like, if you're in your comfort zone, you're likely not taking actions forward in your vision because it's not comfortable. And um, sometimes when you're learning things, sometimes you have fear. Like, if, by the way, if your vision initially sparks excitement and then you're having all these things where it's like, actually, no, my gut feeling tells me it's not for me. And that's happened to me before where it's like the first time, um, you know, I had someone tell, like ask me to come speak somewhere. Um, and my initial, my initial response was, oh, yeah, I'm excited. And then I started having all these, like, quote-unquote gut feelings. Like, oh, it doesn't feel right. But the gut feeling was really fear. Or the gut feeling was it's going to take a lot of work. The gut feeling is that out of the comfort zone feeling that is not real because you really do want to reach that vision if it initially sparked excitement. I, I think that's really powerful. And I also want to mention how you said a lot of us are daydreaming because we're not connecting the dots. So I think it's really powerful to take goal setting, which I'm a huge fan of, and visualization, which I'm learning, but I'm not as good at. I'm not as good as identifying the feelings and, and thinking through it as well as you're explaining. How does somebody like connect the dots? Are there physical resources or any digital resources? What do you think about vision boards? Like, what do you do? What What do you recommend that can help people connect the two, the goal okay. and the vision? Okay. So first of all, vision board. I really wanted to do a vision board before we had this call because I felt like I needed the experience to tell because it's on my list of things to do um, because it is a prompt when you visually see something to visualize it. Um, so I have not done that yet, but I know that it is a powerful tool because it's like a, it's actual physical reminder to connect back to your vision, especially when things get hard. Um, because, so first let me answer, first let me answer your, your question with like the goal and the, and the vision is that when you have a goal, right? First it starts like, let's say, okay, I have this goal. Connect back to even closing your eyes and seeing what would this goal look like once it comes to fruition, right? Um, how does that feel to me? What emotions does it bring? Am I excited about this goal? Does this, um, you know, align with my values? Like, first make sure you have the right goals and that they're leading you in the right direction that you want. Um, and then say, okay, well, I have this goal. It's in line with my vision. Now what steps do I need to take to accomplish the goal which in actuality is the vision. Does that make sense? Absolutely. But it's just peering it up with understanding that the goal just needs to become an image in your mind and making sure that it aligns. So it's really adding a picture. But beyond that picture, it's also, you know, feeling the feelings. They say like with visualization, um, with studies on, on the brain imaging of visualization is when you create this vivid image with 
the emotion that comes with it, it's like creating a memory in your mind, like it's happened. And it evokes the same emotions like in reality that it happens. So that it also, by the way, with, the, with meeting your goals, is that it can build self-efficacy and confidence. Because in your mind, when you imagine it that way, um, it's almost like you already did it. And so when you do do it, um, you have more of a confidence because you've, you've envisioned it. And athletes do it all the time and it really works. So really, really powerful examples. Do you have specific resources? I know you mentioned that the podcast episode, anything else where people can learn a little bit more about how to apply visualization with their goals in their online business to succeed? Um, so here's the thing. I don't have specific, like this is a visualization book to read on, but okay. what I do to help me personally with my visualization is I'm very aware of my environment and who I'm surrounding myself with so that my vision stays consistent and I don't get distracted. So do you want to say something? No, I was going to say, can you give us an example? Because that's really powerful and a yes. lot of us can really use that. Yeah, that's just exactly what I'm about to do. It's, I think you need to, first of all, get clear on what your vision is, right? Um, be sure that they're aligned with, aligning with your values and the emotions that you wanted to evoke in your life and and, and in line with your why, because I think sometimes we have this vision that's really not our vision. It just looks like awesome when it's other people are wearing that vision and showing us that, so we think we need to, but then if you really think about meeting that, like having that come to reality, which does that really line up with what you want? So first getting clear on your vision needs to be one that is that you really want. Now, then take an inventory of your life around you and is your environment conducive to your vision? So, for example, for me, um, on Instagram, social media, which is so powerful, I realized that I am getting super distracted by so many people. Um, and again, it's not, the, the people are awesome. It's me, right? It always comes back to you. Um, but I'm getting so distracted by everybody else's life, and that is not in line with my vision because then it doesn't give me time to actually take actions towards my vision. It doesn't necessarily always make me feel good, and I'll fully admit to, like, you know, the comparison thing where I'm actually so, so, so much better at it now, um, you know, and I'm definitely that type of person who's happy for somebody else, but it doesn't take away from the fact that sometimes I'll be like, I'm not further ahead or, you know, she, she's doing this so well. And that's great, but it's, but meaning it's great for her, but if it's making me stray from the focus on my stuff, then it's not in line with my vision. So what I did was, I went through everybody that I follow, and it was not a personal thing. Like, when I unfollow people, it's not because they're a problem. It's it's just about my vision for life and creating an environment that's most conducive to that. I unfollowed 600 people, like literally 600 people that were just not contributing to um, the way I want to live my life, right? Sure. Nothing wrong with them. It's just, it's just me. Right. So the people I chose to follow are the people that are going to continue to drive me to my vision. So that is a lot of motivational speakers. Um, I follow some intuitive eating dietitians that I learn from, and that's in line with my vision and my values because I want to be um, a great practitioner. You know, I want to build those connections. So I follow them because they bring value to my life. Sure. Right? Um, and then I have a few friends and family that, that, I, that I follow just because, again, that's part of my value in my life is to be connected to these people, but I follow less than 100 people now, and it's really helped me stay focused on my vision because I create that, in, that environment in the tech world. So that's one example. Amazing example. I love it. 
<laughs> yeah, it's because we, because social media can be so powerful, and so many times we get down on it. It's like, oh, it's like such a life stuff, this and that. But it can be an amazing tool to to really enhance your life if you choose for it to be. You know, going through a feed and just like complaining about like, oh, look at all these people on social media and all of that. It's well, you you have the power to unfollow anybody. You know, you it's you're letting yourself be in that situation, and you don't have to feel bad as a person. Like. Oh, I need to be able to tolerate seeing all these other things. Otherwise, like if I'm comparing myself, then I'm a bad person. It's not about that. It's about, you know, you're a human being and you need to set an environment that best serves you as long as you're like not hurting anybody else. Great example and and really relevant for all of the listeners here in the community (laughs) for how Rachel recommends and how she practices in her own life visualization on social media to use the tool to her advantage and to help her move forward and connect her goals with her her visualization exercises. So thank you for that example. Sure. Um, And then do you want more examples? Sure. Yeah, I think that'd be really helpful. Um, So podcasts. For sure, um, I listen to a lot of, actually the people who I follow on social media, the motivational speakers are people that I listen to um, on podcasts. I used to, for example, listen to music on my way to work, which is great, but honestly, like for me personally, I'm not like super stressed or something that I need to listen to, to music and decompress like first thing in the morning. I know everybody's different, but find, find your own time. Um, so I was like, it would be so much better of my, better use of my time if I can listen to a podcast that will help me move forward in my vision and the goals that I'm trying to accomplish. So each time, depending on what, again, when you have a vision, you are more focused on what you need to help you get there. So that would mean um, based on what I'm currently have my goal on, my eyes set on, that's kind of the podcast I will listen to, right, to align that. So, um, yeah, I'll listen to a podcast. Sometimes I'll even listen to a podcast on visualization if I need help with that. Um, so, for example, like Ed Milet and Brendan Burchard and John Maxwell. And, like, there's just – there's so many people. <laughs> um, endless, endless amount of people. But people like that. Um, and – yeah, I need to get a vision board. I think that's like next on my list. <laughs> yeah, I, I love those examples. And, and what I'm noticing about you and, and your success is how intentional you are. You're intentional with your time. You're intentional with how you structure social media. And you're intentional with what you listen to and when. And even understanding, hey, do, do I need to use this time to decompress with music? Or can I replace that with something that'll help me strengthen my goals and, and go back to your why? And I really I really like that. I think we could all stand to uh, challenge how intentional we are with our day and how we structure our, you know, our earbuds with what we listen to and our eyeballs with what we see on social media. So those are really powerful examples for how to consume media in a way that aligns with your values and, and has just full intention. Yeah, and I think, intention comes from visualization because intention really just means like focus right it's like I mean it's a little bit more than that but you're able to be intentional when you're clear on your vision because then you could focus in on that so powerful I I really uh, think this is a a helpful conversation for for so many so when it comes to your one-on-one clients I know you help a lot of them uh how do you use visualization with them in your signature program? And you know, what, if any, feedback do you get about using visualization in your in your private practice? Yeah, I definitely use visualization because I, in my practice because I think 
anybody in any circumstance in life, if you want something better in life, you need to like know what that is. You need to have like a vision of what that is because you can't get to that goal if you don't know where you're going. So I do it with my clients. I just don't call it visualization. I'm like, oh, we're going to do visualization. <laughs> like I, I kind of ask them questions to get them to visualize, specifically with the kind of clients that I work with, um, many of which, you know, they struggle with body image. I find that that's a very, very uh, big struggle, um, you know, and like the food, relationship with food and all of that. And so for one example that I would ask is, especially if they're struggling and maybe a little bit resistant to, to, to trying something new or something like that or holding on to the past, I'll ask them, and I'm, I'm going to explain a little bit of the reverse, reverse visualization because you could also use the reverse of it to benefit you. So it's asking, okay, your current situation, right? Vis and obviously if someone's coming to you for help, they're not happy with the current situation. So, and, and the listeners could do this too, you know, your current situation right now where you are if you stay where you are and you don't change and you don't go towards the vision that you actually want for your life because you're scared or you don't want to get out of the comfort zone or you're making, you know, these excuses or things like that uh, for yourself, vision, envision your life in 20, 30, 40 years from now if you stay where you are now. You know, what kind of emotion does that bring for you? Is that a life you want to live? Because playing it on the reverse can be a powerful tool to moving forward because you realize, at least for me, for example, sometimes as somebody who's building her business, and I'm sure people, because I, I hear this all the time, people can relate. It's almost sometimes I'll have these moments of, I want to quit. You know, it's hard. It's hard and there's sacrifices that come with it. And sometimes I'm like, you know, if I, if I just give that up, then I'll have more time with my kids and I'll, and I'll be able to, you know, watch that. This is us, which I'm only on episode two, and they're like episode four already. <laughs> um, there's all these things that I could do, you know, um, because this is hard. What helps me get back in the game is a different kind of visualization where I'll say, okay, okay, so you're not going to do this business. You're not going to pursue your passions and the things that you love because it's hard. Um, what's that going to look like when you're 70? And it's terrifying. Like, my biggest fear is regret. If I look back and say, oh my gosh, you know, it was hard in the time, but like I didn't even try, then that is enough to motivate me to keep going, you know? So when I ask my clients, for example, okay, well, we're going to stay here. What's that going to look like for you? Um, and many times it's like, you know, I don't want to stay where I am. Well, if you don't want to stay where you are, then you need to do something differently. Absolutely. You know? And I, as a practitioner, can't force anyone to do anything like, yes, I have all, you know, here are the tools and here are the guides and I'll tell you this, but it needs, you need to be willing. Sure. And I want you to be willing from a place where it's not a power struggle. I want you to be willing because you want to be willing, you know? Um, and so I can use visualiz visualization in the reverse in that way. And then it's like, okay, well, what would life look like if you um, didn't worry about food? You know, if it wasn't a struggle, if you can go to an event and not have to calculate the entire day how you're going to eat so that you can earn a cookie, and then when you do eat the cookie, you stress over it. And then at the end of the day, you come home from this event with all these negative emotions when it should be a joyful event. You know, like, well, how would that feel? And so when you ask someone how would that feel and how would that look like, we could start envisioning it. And the vision of it brings up positive emotions because everyone wants that freedom. And so you're like, okay, now what actions do we need to get there? And so it's like an anchor for them. Does that make sense? 
Absolutely. It makes perfect sense. And that is something that I don't use enough. And when you're saying that, it's reminding me of sales calls. Oftentimes in discovery calls, it's helpful when you're uh, talking to a prospective client, a lead to ask them, you know, how would your life be like in six months from now or 12 months from now, if you didn't make this change, or if you didn't have the accountability to move forward in either your business or what you do with your clients and confidence and acceptance and body positivity. Uh, so I do think that's important to to really integrate with your your counseling style as a practitioner and in sales and marketing too. It's it's really it's very powerful. I love that you're asking me these questions, Libby, because the visualization, like I, I told you before this podcast, like it almost like comes naturally to me. Yeah, it does. Um, I could tell. Because because I didn't even know I was doing visualization until I learned about visualization. And I'm like, oh, I'm doing this. Like, since I was a kid, just like throughout my life, I've always just been that personality, I guess. I don't know. Maybe my brain's wired that way. Um, and so when you asked me that question of do you do visualization with clients, like, I do it with them. And I didn't even, like, think to, to categorize it as visualization when that's what I do. It's just interesting note that I'm, like, noticing and I feel a little bit of the opposite because as we're talking, I'm thinking to myself, I need to do this more with clients. I need to ask them more. I um, I, I hired a project manager who I've mentioned in the last several podcasts, and she does this with me, which is an example. Like she'll sit and tell, we're mapping out my year and goals. And as a project manager, she helps me with operations. So she, she, I didn't realize it until now, but she uses visualization with me to help me grow my team, scale my business, hire a copywriter, and all of these things in the the coming year to have her help me with is very powerful. But without that help, I wouldn't be able to think specifically about eight months from now, etc. So it's it's interesting. I feel like I should and can I can learn from you, of course, and incorporate this type of style more with clients and helping them understand their their actions and their behaviors and um, the accountability that can help drive them to success. I'm very into goal setting, but I think I'm forgetting to ask people to remind them to use visualization. Uh, So this is a a skill I'm going to have to focus more on learning. It's a little hard for me. It doesn't come as naturally for me to use visualization. That's what's awesome about it is that it's it's learned. You can totally learn it. And I think just to point out on what you said with with working on clients and helping them move forward is that as any kind of business, like I know you do the, the business coaching and I work as um, a dietitian and it's like, I mean, you're also a dietitian, but you know what I mean? Like with intuitive eating and it's just, it's different. Sure. But at the end of the day, whatever client you have in whatever field you have, you want them to want it and not just to tell them, tell them, because we're very good at telling things, right? Like, like I know what you need to do, do X, Y, Z and you'll get this. But it needs to come from them, and in order for it to come from them, they need to be aligned with why they want it. They need to be aligned with, you know, how that's going to make them feel, um, and so that they'll be willing to take actions towards that. Because if you have a client who doesn't really get why she wants it, because she doesn't have that vision, or she doesn't know like what emotions she's going after, um, then it's going to be hard to counsel that person and help them live a better life. Absolutely. I mean, the stages of change model, right? So you, I mean, I guess you're using your understanding where, where are they, um, how are they feeling and how are their behaviors and, and associate that. Yeah. Very, very powerful. Great. So when it comes to, to speaking and other opportunities, uh, in your, in your career, 
how, if at all, does visualization help uh, help you with differentiating your personal brand? Okay, so I feel like the, the personal brand and the speaking is a little bit of two different ways I do it, but let's just talk to the speaking. Okay. Um, visualization helps me. Are you talking about like public speaking? Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely helps me because um, I it helps me with confidence. Sure. Because like I said, when you visualize something with great detail and emotion, it's like you kind of almost create that memory like it happened so that when you do do it, you, you kind of go back to that memory and have more confidence and self-efficacy to do it because you've done it. You know, does, does that make sense? Sure. So, for example, whenever I have speaking, um, an online class, anything, I will never, I will always practice it. But I not only will practice it, typically with my mom. <laughs> Shout out to my mom. It's like she's always um, taking the time to listen and like she's always the, the first person I practice with. Um, I will practice first of all with my mom, but then also in my mind, I'll, I'll think about, you know, what are they going to ask me and how's that conversation going to go and what am I going to wear and, and and I imagine their responses. I know it sounds a little bit like imaginary line, but like that is visualization where like I'm almost creating the setting like it happened, but to my benefit, right? Like how I want it to go down. And so not only am I actually practicing it, I'm also envisioning it in my mind in the most positive way that sparks joy and excitement and passion for me. So when I go to the speaking gig, it's almost like I'm in a, it almost feels natural. Of course I have those butterflies and I'm excited, but like I'm prepared. You know, you have that confidence. You're like, I have prepared myself for this. And it, it kind of flows better because you've not only practiced it, but you've like kind of envisioned the steps you're going to go through. And now it's becoming a reality, like in real life. Absolutely. I think, yeah, that's really helpful. And uh, I, I like that because th- that really, it does instill confidence and it, it really does help you be the authority. Um, I can say for, for when I speak, I, I don't feel that I visualize. I think I prepare, but I think a lot of what I do might be visualization and I'm just not realizing that. But being- well, what is that? Can we go through that? Like, yeah. you prepare your work and then what's going on in your mind? Are you just looking at the printed words and trying to remember it? Or, you know, are you thinking of the audience and how that interaction is going to go? Yeah, a little bit of both. Uh, it's really understanding the material, presenting the material, uh, working on technique. So not looking at slides, engaging with the audience. Uh, but I don't as much visualize what, I guess I do visualize the questions, but visualizing the feelings is something I think I could be more conscious about. I think I'm a little bit more of the logical technique side, like, oh, you know, use a power pose, right? I could do a power pose. Yeah, I get I that. Oh, yeah. I look like a weirdo, but I do it. <laughs> like, it really works. Yeah, so so the power posing is is good, but when it comes to the feeling, the like how will I feel when they clap for me? How will I feel when they ask a question that maybe I don't know? Those are the things I I would love to to spend more time on, and that is the, the difficult part about a, a visualization. It's it's um it makes you be vulnerable to really uh put yourself in a position that you weren't expecting. So that to me feels like preparation beyond what I'm doing, like really thinking through the whole event and the whole experience. And that's important because a lot of my listeners, including myself, prepare for speaking events. And there's so much more than just the technique of showing up and delivering a presentation. It's engaging with the audience. It's fielding questions. It's directing those questions towards your brand and adding value. It's just a lot goes into that. 
But one thing I would recommend based on what you said, which was, you know, how am I going to feel if I don't know an answer or like the worrying part of it? Um, I would try to put more of a focus on the things that are exciting you and that you're going to do well because that's going to build the confidence. So when, because then if you're spending energy and brain space on the things you're worried you're going to mess up on, you're creating a vision that is you're more prone to mess up on because that's where your focus is on. So it's not like don't prepare yourself for things you don't know. It's more of like, okay, let me just take all of these things I'm worried about and decide that I'm going to react in this way, you know, to all of them. And it's okay. Absolutely. You know, I, I can make myself, because you relieve yourself of that pressure and then hone in on the positive, right? Imagine in your, like when I'm imagining my speaking, I'm imagining, you know, somebody saying to me after the class, oh, that was like so awesome or helpful. Or somebody asking like an insightful question that I do know the answer to. And so I'm not trying to do damage control with visualization, even though you definitely should prepare, but prepare as much as you can. And then the point of visualization is to envision the best outcome because then you create better self-efficacy and confidence. So when you do stumble on those areas that you're not sure on, you're able to slide through them more easily because you haven't built a story around it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's really helpful and practical. And I feel like it takes takes our listeners one step further. Like it's one step above my preparation. My preparation was uh, good, adequate, right? I prepare. But now I'm thinking, how can I level up? How can I 10x my preparation in a positive way where maybe I'm not focusing on my anxiety, which I I still, I have anxiety, of course, Mm -hmm. but it's more about thinking of the the positive and then the positive comes, right? So I I like that, uh, preparing for how you feel when you get, when you have good feedback and when you've directed Mm -hmm. conversations that elicit emotion among your audience and that get people engaged and that create impact. And that's really important. And it's, it's something that I think we can all learn from as far as speaking and visualization, really important. And the thing is your audience picks up on your vibe. Right. So if you're coming with the vision of I prepared, I prepared, I prepared, so I don't mess up, and you're nervous, your audience is gonna res- is gonna feel that, and you're then in turn gonna feel their vibe, and it kind of becomes like it's not as enjoyable as it could be if your intention is I'm c- like if you come with the vibe of I'm excited to do this, I prepared, I'm gonna help you. And if I don't, it's okay. I'm going to learn and I'm going to be honest about it. And so they'll get your vibe that you're excited to be there. And then you have a more attentive audience. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wonderful. All right. Um, do you have any other final thoughts or recommendations for our audience? On visualization? Yeah. Or in general. Yeah. Um, uh, closing thoughts on visualization. I think that if it, it it's really, it sounds like this whole fancy thing. And maybe I'm saying that partially because it comes naturally to me. I will admit, I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it's really, whatever goal it is you have, turn it into like an actual depicted image in your mind. And, you know, even like now, you know, close your eyes and see what, what is your dream? What do you want to accomplish? Envision it in the best, biggest way possible. What emotions is it bringing up for you? Is it positive? Is it aligned with your values? Is it giving you a big, strong why? And then see, okay, what actions do I need to take to do this? And remember that those actions are not going to be comfortable. 
This is not gonna be easy. The visualization is easy. The dream is free, but the the journey will cost. But in order to live a meaningful, fulfilled life, it really comes from like watching. I mean, this is us can definitely bring you joy. But like you know, having all the time to just chill and be comfortable.、Um, for example, sometimes I will have these moments where. I'll, I will kind of like want to let go of the vision because you know taking action towards it is hard. I'm like, oh, forget it. Like, I'm gonna relax, right? Quote unquote. And thinking that scrolling through social media for two hours is relaxing me, but then when all is said and done, that is not a happy life. You're not happier after that. And if you happiness takes work, happiness doesn't just. We think like you know, oh yeah, we just need to be happy and like think of positive thinking, but you also have to take action towards that and use the vision. To help you get there, and when things get hard, it's coming back to that vision and why you want it. And if that doesn't help, think about the vision if you don't do it, because that's terrifying. At least to me, like you know, not doing it and having regret. Because here's the thing: not necessarily every single thing you envision will come true, right? Not things happen, and it's okay if your vision shifts、um, and it changes. Definitely, my visions today. I sound like like a prophet, like my vision. <laughs> But like my visualization、um, today is different than like five years ago. But the point is, whether whatever, if there are things that I don't achieve to the point that I wanted to, and I'm like seventy, eighty years old, I will still consider my life a success because I know that at the time I took as much action as I could, and that's all I can do. So it's really living your full life and remembering that if you don't reach your vision the way you wanted to, then that's already like something that's meant to be. As long as you put in the action, that is where your real successful, the success and joy in life comes from. Because you know that in the moment, honestly, I can look back and say, "Oh my gosh, I could have done that better," and then I would have reached like my big visualization that I had for myself. But in the moment, I took the action that I thought best was then. So there's no regrets. You know, so if worst case scenario your future vision is like not pushing you forward, reverse it and say, what would life look like if I don't pursue that vision that is bringing me joy, like these these positive emotions and would bring me joy and would bring me fulfillment? What would it look like if I don't pursue it? What would that vision look like? And you know, th- that should terrify you. I mean, I'm not gonna tell you it should. It should feel however it does, but I know for me, like. That is enough to give you a, a kick and be like, that's not an option. It's not an option. You got to go for your for your dream. Otherwise, no one is going to be held accountable for your、um, feelings of failure than you, because you need to take action towards that if you want to achieve that. It's not handed to you. And and that's just a a testament, a sign to show how successful you are, because when you have that approach, it's true that that to me is. How you're so successful with helping clients and making an impact in your niche because you're able to really implement that and really, you know, not only help people with that. Your clients are lucky to have that approach from you, but also with with yourself and in your business. So I really think it's a special skill, and it's I don't find I don't come across many people who are visualization gurus such as yourself.、Oh, I'm like I do not feel like a guru, but thank you.、Um, I do want to just point out one thing on what you said, if I can. Sure,、um, of course. Just based on like, for example, like my success or however people see it or I see it. But you know, for me, I have like 
a million and one things that I have not yet accomplished that I want to accomplish. And it's so easy. And it has happened to me before where I start to get down on myself where it's like, you'll, you know, we think that we're going to be, you're going to be, I'm going to be successful when I accomplish this. Um, you know, we have this like checklist that we think if we check that off, then I'll be, I can consider myself successful. And what's helped me tremendously in moving forward in my business is the fact that when I show up, when I take action towards my goal, whether it will pan out as I want it to, but I am doing what I can, I am already a success. Whether I have $100,000 in the bank or not, you know, whether I have one person sign up to my program or 100 people sign up to my program, I did the work, I'm putting in the work, I'm showing up, and you're, you're so much further ahead when you do that and know that you're already a success because you're showing up for your life. Really powerful. Yeah, I really, really like that. And that's, those are really nice examples to leave with the community. Excellent. Yeah. One, well, actually, now I have one final question. What do you think about meditation? Because I feel like that crosses over a lot to visualization, and you won't be surprised to hear I struggle with that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've talked to you, I've talked to you about the meditation thing because, like, I. Struggle with meditation because I feel like you need more to quiet your mind with that. Or no, you, the thing is, I'm like I don't know as much on meditation as I want to, um, and I don't think it's the same as visualization. Okay, from what I understand, because meditation is more of calming. And and oh my god, there might be people listening who totally know more about meditation, and they're like, "What is she talking about, guys?" Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you what I know. Oh sure, um, that's fair. Uh, from what I understand from meditation is that you're just trying to really center yourself and like um, be more present and it helps kind of reduce stress and anxiety because you're just really connecting back to your body and even if you're having racing thoughts it's just letting them pass kind of like cars on a highway versus creating a story around that which is what we we do all the time and that helps you I guess indirectly that helps you Stay more focused when you're like, because I know for sure, for sure for me in the morning, if I just take time to like quietly eat my breakfast and like not be distracted, which is not meditation, but it is a form of like being centered, then I can then focus and hone in more on what I need to do versus if you're distracted and then you try to focus on something, it takes away from that vision. So I guess you could say that when you practice to meditate and learn to create that discipline in your mind to like calm it down, you can then focus. I see. Um, as I'm talking to you, I'm like kind of connecting the dots. Um, but I, I actually want to get more into meditation, like where visualization comes more natural to me. Meditation is super challenging for me because I like have racing thoughts all the time. Like my brain doesn't shut off with like so many things that I just want to do and need to get done and all of that. Um, but I do think it would be very beneficial in helping you uh, stay focused and like take steps towards your vision. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I, I can see the relationship as well. And just some final thoughts from me about visualization. I think I am the type of person that works really well if someone facilitates me and helps me visualize versus if I do it on my own. I, I want to do it more on my own. Therefore, I'm making a visualization board and giving Rachel a shout out for inspiring me to do it. I love... I do love thinking in images. Everything Rachel's saying is is like it's very profound and I love it and I, I'm I'm agreeing with her. I just don't feel like I intentionally 
integrated enough with what I'm doing. But I do feel like when someone uh, that I hire who helps me, I feel like they bring it out in me so I can be more intentional about visualizing the way that Rachel does with her clients and even the way that I might with my clients, although indirectly, and the way my project manager does with helping me design my next eight eight to 12 months with my business. And I find that the more I can be intentional, I guess if we're to connect the dots with meditation or just being mindful, the more I can think about that, I feel like I can integrate visualization more into my life, even on a small level. And I can be more aware of it because obviously awareness is one of the first steps. You have to think yeah. how, how much do you integrate visualization in your life and then what can help you visualize more because it's so powerful to help us move forward in our business and, and be intentional. Well, absolutely. All of that is so powerful. So it starts with uh, taking a look at our, our actions and our behaviors and thinking, well, why, you know, why isn't this coming naturally to me? And what can I do to help facilitate that? What can I do to help make visualization an integral part of my life? And I know the first step is probably the vision board. You can see it and you wake up and it's there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. My mother has one actually, and it's like it's awesome. And I keep telling her, I'm like, you need because she's a life coach, and and she has a workshop on it. And I'm always like, you need to do this with me. And then I told her about this podcast. I'm like, I'm doing visualization with Libby. We need to get this done. And then it didn't happen. But it's on. Now I feel like I, ha- I kind of have to. <laughs> like I need to get it done. Totally, absolutely, and it's inspiring for clients too. I don't know if you ask your clients to do visualization boards, but it's a nice idea. You know what? That is that is a good idea. But the thing I feel with vision boards is you almost kind of. I feel like I need guidance creating mine. Like I just get magazines. Like what? How do you do it? Like I is that's actually something that I'm still learning. Um, so I don't know if I'm yet at the place with doing that with clients because I feel like that's almost a whole other field. Sure. But I could suggest it for them to do on their own. For sure, that's a great idea. Yeah, and even a, a just a small step before the vision board could be think about your you know screensaver on your phone and how does that... Um, make you visualize? Do you have a photo of something uh, like an image like Rachel's been talking about? Think of an image in your mind and how does that inspire you? So even if you haven't yet gone to the visualization board, what small steps can you take to get one step closer to creating that powerful image in your mind? Yeah. And if you have a a difficult time, um, and this is to you and to the listeners, if you have a difficult time doing visualization and remembering to ask those questions for yourself, it's seeking out Things that will trigger you, or prompt trigger, I feel is like a negative association, uh, negative connotation, um, will prompt you to think about it. So, for, like I said, with social media, most, like half the people I follow are people that ask these questions that prompt you to get back to your vision. And so, if you're spending time on social media, find people who are going to prompt you on social media. If you are, you know, if you have all different types of friends and you know one prompts you more to like think that way, then maybe, you know, be more intentional about going out coffee with her and even intentional about your conversation. You know what I'm saying? What books are you reading? Books are very instrumental to helping, you know, seek out the books. Sure. Create a visualization of becoming more comfortable with visualization and get books to help you with that so you can take action. I, I think I kind of 
mix things up over there but super helpful and powerful and you know not just about the social media which is your digital life but also your physical Mm -hmm. life so those are really good points to drive home and I love how you're saying if it doesn't come naturally to you find a way to facilitate those feelings to take the powerful action so this has been such a powerful episode also just one of my favorites because this topic I love and you explained it so well and I really see you as being uh, such a guru in this space Uh, So I just wanted to say thank you for your time. And where can the community find you on social and make sure that they follow you um, on on your journey and get inspired? Thank you. Um, Well, I'm mostly on Instagram. My handle is at intuitive.dietitian.kosher. I'm on Facebook as well, but what is even my... I mean, clearly I'm barely on Facebook. <laughs> I'm like, what is, what is my Facebook group? I think it's, it's like Rachel Goodman RD or, or something. But the point is I'm mostly on, on Instagram. So I sure. think that you want to find me um, at intuitivedietitian.kosher. Excellent. All right. Thank you so much yeah. for joining us today. And it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Lily. This has been so much fun. I had such a good time. Thank you for joining today's episode. To learn more, check out my free three-day video course at bit.ly backslash get leads underscore video course. We'll see you next week.